o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. Coming up, we'll have pole dancing. Our, our top five teams next year in the NFL. I know it's still a game to play. February 11th, that little shindig out at uh, Allegiant Stadium. Well, like, as soon as the confetti shoots out of the cannon, like, pfft, they'll have the odds for next year's Super Bowl. No. Boom, like that within. So we're just, you know, getting a little, bit of a, little bit of a jump start on it. Also, yeah. have our uh, top five, five favorite prop bets could be all-time or for the upcoming Super Bowl as well. I'm pretty happy, though, because I have a little travel case for all my diabetes stuff. And that's where I put my bets in from when I went to Reno last year. And turns out I had the Avs to win the Stanley Cup for this coming season, the Nuggets to win the NBA championship, and the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So feel pretty good about myself a little bit. That was back in whenever we went, June, July, somewhere right. around there. So, yeah, pretty solid. Oh, good. Might win a couple shekels from the whatever casino that was at in Reno. I know. I, I wish I would have put money down on, on my prediction. Yeah. Yours pretty solid. It'd go either way. Chiefs over and, and look, Niners. Niners. Peter Schrager on Good Morning Football. It's getting all this love Yeah, for predicting the same. Yep. Where, where's my love for predicting Chiefs Niners. Where's my love coming I, from? I gave plenty of. Yeah, but I want more. I want more adulation. More. I want enough. more. Yours is surprising. Yeah. They would give me any kind of credit, but I guess I just want more. It is surprising that both of you picked the two most dynastic teams in the <laughs> NFL the last five years to make the Super Bowl. Hey, but wow. you, but you know what? You know what? Yeah. A couple plays here or there in both those games. Redwood, we, you guys climbed down. We, we would have. We would have been wrong. Uh, my boy Pete Schrager. Pete Schrags. You know, yeah. just great minds think alike, I guess. In the case of uh, very tongue-in-cheek on Who, that, uh, by the way. By the way, Peter for, for, for me, mostly, not him. Has come from way behind in the pack to lead the least annoying person on that show right now. Who would be your most annoying person on that Kyle program? Kyle Brandt. Jim Rome's former producer? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I like Jamie Erdahl, but sometimes I'm like, that's a that's a choice opinion or whatever. It's like, mm. And then McCordy, I just, he does some bits that are like, uh, I don't yeah. watch this. Show's really taken off, though. It's It really has. I do miss Nate Burleson. I do, too. I think I'm going to save my Nate Burleson thing. For four down territory? Yeah, I think I'm going to save the, the little skirmish. Yeah. That happened after the AFC Championship game involving the, the CBS crew. Mm-hmm. Guess it got really nasty. Got really, with, with, really with, salty there. With a Ravens fan. Yeah, it got really nasty with with Cower and Burleson and, and, you know, and that group. I have something... Not that they think they did. No, the, yeah. they did not do anything wrong. I have something related to that game for Fort Antartori as well. Okay. That'll be coming up 9 o'clock. I do Mav Day brought to you by Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer. So uh, we'll have that. Larry, good job, Jim. You know sports and football picks. You're doing uh, good, great. Good, I'm doing good, great. You're good, at your great job. at your job. There you go. Thank you. You got a Thanks good a and a great. 
And an LOL. Oh, I don't know if that means he was oh, kidding. Wait a minute. Well, Larry. Like, ah, ha, ha. Gotcha. If it's not sincere, Larry, then I, I don't appreciate it, Larry. If it's not sincere. Larry, who apparently is running scared from the half ton of fun bowling team. Not in our league this oh, year. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. Not saying. I'm just saying. Uh, from Cody this morning. Good morning, guys. Stan also won the lacrosse championship. Uh, so he's got yeah. four. We'll, we'll give. It's a professional sport. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. sure. We'll give it to him. All right. 8.05. And uh, it's time right now to go around the NFL. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. Is it right. fair to call the indoor lacrosse walkie hockey? I don't know how lacrosse people feel about that. I don't know. I like, don't know. It is just as physically demanding. Very much so. So I don't know. I, I don't know. But it's still, championship's a championship. Yeah. It's a professional sport. So yep. there you go. So uh, the Broncos, once again, tapping into Sean Payton's New Orleans Saints roots. They Drew Brees? Run. No. Oh. No. They are hiring... New Orleans Assistant Director of College Scouting, Cody Rager, to a newly created Vice President of Player Personnel position. Denver Post reporting that today. Uh, worked his way through the Saints Scouting Department under uh, Assistant General Manager Jeff Ireland and General Manager Mickey Loomis, and then was there for seven years during Sean Payton's period of time coaching the Saints. So he's going to report to George Payton. Really? No, he's he not. will, but no. Okay. Who runs the Broncos personnel department? Does he? Okay. He's still, I guess, according to this. No, he doesn't. And so he'll report to George Payton. And and according to George Payton, Sean sits in on all of our meetings. He sounds like a scout, and he's been around a, a lot of really good people throughout his career. It reminds me of Nick Saban just sitting in meetings the two years I was with Coach Saban. They have a similar vision of how they want to build a football team. They have a clear vision of how they want to build the team. I'm aligned with Sean on that. This was comments back in before last spring's draft. So now he's going to have a guy that, that he Absolutely knows. Absolutely no back talk. That's, that's going to be heavily involved as the Broncos get ready for, of course, the upcoming draft. Forgive me if the guy they created a job for that worked with Sean Payton for nearly a decade... I don't believe he's going to report to George Payton. I believe he's going to re- he report to both. He may swing by the office think, on the way to Sean Payton's, Payton. The one with the one with the T and the yeah. one without. I think he's going to probably report to both of them. Yeah, he's probably going to swing by. Hey, I'm going to go give this to Sean. You want to read it? That may be. They may be more co. I don't co-parenting is not the right word. They may be co-managing. Co-managing. Yeah. They're co-parenting. Right. If there's a step between being in charge and the vice president or vice player personnel guy, which this new guy is, that's where George Payton's at. All right. So uh, Bronco Scouts are in Frisco, Texas for uh, the Shrine Bowl. Um, Also, they're going to be in Mobile, Alabama as well. Uh, So they they got the two, of course, you got the two college football all-star games. Senior Bowl in Mobile. And um, like I said, East-West Shrine game in, in Frisco, Texas. So Bronco scouts are there. And uh, the post, they have a list of players that 
should be on the Broncos' radar at the Reese's Senior Bowl. So we'll go through these. Caleb Williams. Should probably no. take a look at this kid. Don't think that he's going to be Drake there. Drake May. No. Okay. No. They have Michael Pratt, quarterback at Tulane, who started 35 games in four years at Tulane, for the American Athletic Conference Offensive Player of the Year, when he threw for 2,406 yards, 22 touchdowns, five picks. They're taking this Sean Payton coach to New Orleans thing really, really They far. are really taking it seriously. According to the Post, his biggest trend is he makes big plays through nine touchdown passes for 20-plus yards. He made plays outside the pocket, rushing for 478 yards and 10 touchdowns. So, wait a minute. Don't they have a guy that kind of already does that? And a guy that's already been to two Super Bowls and won one? Against NFL players, Against NFL not whatever conference Tulane is in. Exactly. No the, offense. The Be the American. Thank you. But, you know, like, okay, those numbers look good. They look good in a vacuum. But how many of those defenders that he's deciphering are going to be playing on Sunday? At a high level. Like, that's great. His, the numbers are great. Got made a lot of big plays. He threw nine touchdown passes of 20-plus yards. Okay, are those air yards? Are those yak yards? Like, what? Don't know. From his knees at the 40, throw it into the other end zone? Like, none of that stuff really matters because the defenses in the NFL are going to be a little bit better than what he's facing there. Like, sure, he's got arm strength, but, like, okay, torch defenses in the American. All right. If you take him in the third, fourth round, okay. I'm. Yeah. Developmental guy, okay, that that's fine. But I mean he's a good good little player. I just don't know what they expect to get out of him. I know I'm gonna butcher the name here. It's the UCLA edge rusher. Liatua Latu. I believe I'm at least in the neighborhood. Yeah, pretty close. Twenty three and a half what sacks see, yeah. in his last two seasons. Uh was tied for fourth in the nation in sacks with thirteen, the most by a UCLA player since Anthony Barr in two thousand twelve. Denver can always add need edge rushers. Could be a guy that they add to that. Also, they need somebody to play alongside Patrick Sertay on the second. Quinion Mitchell, cornerback Toledo. 37 passes defended, six interceptions, two. He ticked back for touchdowns in this past season. Did not allow a touchdown while holding opposing quarterbacks to a 51.1 passer rating. Played a smaller school, but some pretty solid numbers for him. Yeah, I got to see a little of him watching some sweet, sweet action. Yeah. You know, Tuli do not great, but, you know, he was fun to watch defensively. Again, it's kind of the same thing with the Tulane quarterback. Uh, some of the guys, if you watch Maction, not necessarily what you would call elite-level decision-makers. True. With the football. That sometimes how you end up scoring 50 points and sometimes how well, you end like up Well, like the Tulane quarterback and Pratt, it's like, okay, what are you, what are you, what are you facing here? Yeah. Like, not everybody in that league is Ben Roethlisberger. No, that's that very true. And then uh, Jordan Morgan left tackle Arizona. And the Broncos, in the, in the Post article, not drafted an offensive tackle since, do you remember who the last tackle was? I have it right in front of me. Okay, never mind then. That's no fun to play the game when yeah. you know the answer. Dalton yeah. Reisner, yes, ended up playing guard, but he did play tackle at, at Kansas State as well. Um, Morgan, first team 
all Pac-12 in the AP. He's one of the top tackles in the nation. Allowed just two sacks in 787 offensive snaps. See, and those are numbers you can get behind because there were some good edge rushers. Absolutely. In this conference, like you mentioned, the Latu kid from UCLA. And um, I know Byron Murphy wasn't in the conference, but he played against Washington when he was at Texas. He's also on that list. You can take those numbers kind of to the bank a little bit. Like, there was some good NFL caliber talent that did not get past guys like Jordan Morgan. So that's something where I can take a little more stock in those numbers. And Brian Murphy, defensive lineman, Texas, uh, was a first-team All-Big 12 selection, starting in 14 games, second most sacks on the Longhorns uh, with five with five while posting a pass rusher rating. A win rate of 19.6. Denver's had a problem yeah. generating pressure up front. There's some good beef in the Big 12. Yep. Say what you want about no defense, but like there's some good offensive lines there, and that success rate kind of stands out. That's a pretty good number to have for an interior defensive line. Absolutely. All right, so what we're going to do once a week, we'll roll out a mock draft and just give you an idea of who – the, uh, the Broncos might be picking and what the, the draft looks like, the top 10. So we're going to go to the Athletic website you and I have a tremendous amount of respect for. So who do you think the Athletic thinks the Bears will take at number one? Caleb Williams. Ding, ding, ding. Caleb Williams, USC quarterback. Remember, that's a pick they got from Carolina. Yep. Number two. You're not looking at this, are you? No, I'm not. Okay. Washington. Drake May. Ding, ding, ding. North Carolina quarterback. Number three, the Patriots. Bo Nix. Oh, eh. Oh, am I wrong? Your guy, Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh. Ohio State wide receiver. That's unfortunate for him. He's got no one to throw him the ball now. (laughs) Number four is the Cardinals. I don't think they're going quarterback. I I really don't know who else is in the rest of the... SEC school. Okay. Edge uh, rusher. Coach just retired. I don't know. I okay. Don't, you don't know. No. I mean, you don't, you don't know Alabama that well, nor, nor do I. No. Dallas Turner is who they think the Cardinals That'd will take. Probably go pretty well for them. Uh, number five, the LA Chargers. J.C. Latham, the tackle from Alabama. Number six, I mean, the they're Giants. not going to draft J.J. McCarthy. <laughs> I know, shocking, right? It's shocking, shocking. Number six, the Giants. Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver from LSU. Number seven, the Titans. Joe Alt, offensive tackle, Notre Dame. Eight, the Falcons. Raheem Morris is going to go. Michael Pen- Penix Jr. the third. Right position, wrong school, oh, wrong, wrong, wrong guy. Wrong, wrong guy. Still wrong guy. Heisman Trophy winner. Who won the Heisman Trophy? Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. LSU. I totally forgot. It's okay. Uh, number nine, the Bears once again. Uh, offensive tackle. Bo Nix. No. It's an, it's an offensive tackle. That'd be hilarious, though. <laughs> they draft Bo Nix. Yeah. Well, son, you're going to have to beef up a little bit because we're going to move We're going to find our damn quarterback somewhere. Olu uh, Fashnow. Fashnow, Penn State offensive tackle. I know I'm just murdered that name. Sure. Number 10, the Jets. 
like this guy a lot. But the plays hurt. Hell of a tight end. Brock Bowers, the uh, Georgia tight end. I like him a lot. He's um, he's Kelsey-ish. Yeah. Like, I don't know how much that helps the Jets because unless he's going to pass block a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much that helps the Jets. I mean, I'm, I know we only said top 10 in the Broncos. We'll do number 11. Minnesota Vikings, Teron Arnold, the cornerback from Alabama. And then uh, the Broncos. Number 12. Who do you think they take? Bo Nix. No. I'm trying to get this kid drafted. <laughs> You're trying really hard. Jared Verse, edge rusher, Florida State. I figured they would go new age Jared Stidham and take Bo Nix. Have two Jared Stidhams. Or so two Bo Nicks. Th- the next quarterback is to the Raiders, and that's Michael Penix Jr. I'm looking down here to see if Bo Nix goes in the first round, according to them. Looking... Looking. Oh. Oh. Is he not a first rounder? According to the athletic? I'm going. That's that's a bummer. I don't see him on here. Wow. I don't think they have Bo Nix going in the first round. Wow. Good job, Dan Lanning. (laughs) That's a surprise, is it not? It is. Yeah. I mean, mean, did not go in the first round at all? I'm just, I'm just doing a quick double check here. Want to sh- make sure I'm right. Um, yeah, he's. They don't have him in the first round. Wow, dang. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Wow, I'm kind of. I'm. To be honest, I'm, I'm a little just, speechless because I've it. seen some other mock drafts that have the Broncos taking Bo Nix. So we'll we'll do one one a week. They already have one. They have shirts. We'll uh, we'll take a look. We have at Bo Nix at home. Also. You had the uh, the situation with uh, remember Zay Flowers and Legereus Sneed makes a big catch, shoves him while he's on the ground, stands over him, and he got the personal yeah foul penalty for taunting. Then karma came hunting. Yeah, and then ended up fumbling the ball at the one yard line when Sneed punched it yep. out of his hands. It's poetic justice. Well, there was somebody who didn't have a problem with what Zay Flowers did. Guy in his division guy that plays on the same side of the ball as him let me want joe burrow joe burrow go, uh, tweeting out on x that he has no problem like guys taunt was the tweet so on a quick quick discussion of this should guys be allowed to taunt sure i didn't like him pushing him I know that yeah, was position is not great. I mean, the standing over thing. You make contact, thing, we're done. Yeah, yeah, you get the, a flag. Yeah, that that shouldn't happen because that leads to that stuff leads getting to re- you getting, making getting contact. That with leads your face. to yeah, that leads to me maybe wanting to punch you. Yeah. or whatever. Then I'm gonna take a CB over a wide receiver anytime in a fist fight. But yeah, let them sure. Why not? Right, let them flex. Let them jaw. Make contact. Flag. Yeah, I, I agree. I, otherwise, I don't really care. Yeah. I, I don't care. care. They're grown-ups. Me, me, exactly. People taunt each other when they play pick guys when they guys play pickup basketball. Yeah. Guys talk smack on the softball field. Guys, I'm sure, talk smack in your bowling league. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. I'm, You're playing that I'm Thanksgiving Day game. Worse. And you truck Uncle Joe 
Oh, yeah. You know you're going to talk some smack to Uncle yeah. Joe. Old Uncle, old man Uncle Joe, what we call him now. Yeah. No, absolutely. Let him taunt. No contact. Just can't make, can't make contact. Right. But if can't, you're gonna, you can't use racial, can't there's some oh, things. Absolutely. Homophobic, racial, no. Out, you know, that's But if you want to flex something in a guy's face, I don't care. Yeah, but otherwise you want to say, how do you like that? Yeah. You know, and do a little, little right. flex. Because Travis Kelsey catches the ball. What does he do all the time? He does say whatever he, he, he does wants. his big first down. Yeah. A lot of guys do that. If you're going to be nobody allowed. Nobody throws a flag on that. To do the incomplete, yeah, all my doing when they overthrow it by 15 yards, then you should be able to be taunted in your face. But also know somebody's coming for you at that point. You know, I don't want this to turn into NFL Blitz, the video game or anything, but yeah, let them, let them to a little bit, do some taunting. Why not? What's, what's the harm? I think if you actually let them blow off the steam a little bit like that, you're going to get less of the pushing and shoving maybe. Right. Absolutely. I don't know if there's any proof of that, but let them do it. And another thing, the Zay Flowers thing, when they're, you should just go down. No, stop. The whole point is scoring points and touchdowns. Just go down at the one. It's first down. How do you tell somebody to do that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I hadn't read that. Somebody was telling you should just go down? Everywhere. Dan Patrick yesterday. Everywhere was like you should. He should have just gone down. He would have had a fresh set of downs. Like, well, Bill Belichick teaches his guys not to reach for the pylon. Well, that's stupid too. Like, if, you're trying to score points. If I've got the ball and I'm at the one yard line, I'm right. going to try to score. Like you can't teach a guy unless unless touchdowns what matters. Unless and it's then go late, down unless one. it's late in the game and we're and we've got and we and we want to run clock. Right. We want to run a bunch of. Cl- we want it's like within a minute. It's situational awareness, and then, that's then, something and I don't want them, And that. I don't want them to get the ball back, particularly yeah. Mahomes. But then, okay, then I, I could see, but you you're need to, to score there. You need to the score. Ravens. You're trying to get the game tied up. I have no problem with what Zay Flowers did at all Sunday. No problem. No. Sneed Flexing, made, reaching, whatever. Sneed made a heck of a play. Yes, he did. Made a hell of a play to force to, to knock the ball out of his hands. How, how do you tell a guy you're not going to score there? Just go. Just, you know, to go down at the one, take the down, get your first. Guy's not thinking that. Thinking I'm gonna He's three up. feet from the end zone in the Super Bowl. It's like, I'm going in. We're, we're, we're going to get this game tied up. Yeah. I'm going to get into the, I'm going to get in the end zone. Just, there's some lot, a lot of bad takes yesterday. <sighs> That's terrible. That's idiotic. Yeah. I'll just go down. Like, oh, no. That's like telling a guy, like, you know what? We're up by five. Don't. I get okay. Take I get it if you're here. yeah. I could get it late in the game. You go down, and if you score field goal, whatever, you're going to win the game. Mm-hmm. And you and you bust off a run, and you get and you're ahead of the pack. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to get to the five, and I'm going to go right. down because but I, you're at the want, ten and trailing. You're, yeah, well, you've got to get the game tied you need up. A touchdown. Oh. By the way, uh, Lions 49ers, fifty six point nine million viewers. For Fox on Sunday night. Look at that Taylor Swift bringing in all the eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, that one oh, final thing. That wasn't thing. her game. No, it wasn't her game. By the way, uh, Mile High Report, one of their writers, bleep the Chiefs and Taylor Swift and her boyfriend. That's the headline of the article. Uh, so how how petty does that sound? This is coming from a web a Broncos website, me being a Broncos fan. 
How petty does that sound? That basically it's, you know, sick of sick of the Chiefs, sick of Taylor Swift. Here's my thought. Then go beat them. Yeah. More than, than the one time this season. Get to the playoffs or win the division. Keep them from going to the playoffs and just go win. Because that just makes you sound like a petty jerk when you're right stuff like that you know me i love pettiness profanity and hating teams just based on rivalry but this one's like all right and and we talked about it yesterday right it all boils down to envy really is what it is how about just be better yeah just play better envious of the Chiefs' success it's envious of all the other stuff. Because all it does is make you look like a jerk. It makes you kind of look like a tool that... Do I want the Chiefs to lose? Yeah. Am I, am I a Chiefs fan? No, I'm a Broncos fan. And you really use but it I, for clickbait because the article is very little about the Chiefs. It is. It's basically that's it. And then it's about, about lots of, yeah. a lot of other stuff about Sean Payton. And and then you have people hoping they break up. It's like... I don't care. That's a good look. I, good I, look I, for I, fans. I, yeah, I just don't care. I don't care what they... Hopefully... If they get married and have a bunch of kids, great. Awesome. Good for them. They're if they be don't, beautiful, I don't care. athletic, rich children. There you go. That's fine. And by all reports, both parents at that point, pretty decent humans. Now, you may not like Travis Kelsey's arrogance, but outside of smoking a little bit too much weed in college and having a reality dating show, there's nothing really wrong with the guy. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, 826. Beard looks stupid, but that's about it. It's uh, it's time for Triple Play Records Stadium Cinema. Know your sports TV shows and movies? Let's play Stadium Cinema on the team. Yes, up for grabs today. The downtown double play with Triple Play, a $20 gift certificate. Two Triple Play Records, downtown Grand Junction, and a small antipasto salad courtesy of our friends at Junction Square Pizza. A couple rules to keep in mind. Take the answers on the text line only. Text in 970-242-1340. If you want any time in the last two weeks, sit it out. If you don't want the prize, sit it out. No age restriction on disc golf supplies, vinyl, CDs, cassettes, and salad. As it turns out, there's no age restriction on salad. First correct text identifying this movie. Tom, hey, you can't touch that. You want to get to her, you got to go through me. Leave them. They can stay. First correct answer. Oh, yeah. Never seen this movie, Nine, but, seven, I, zero, but I know exactly what told two, it is. 4 2 13, 40. Yeah, I've never seen this movie either. I, and I probably never I'm will. I'm probably but, not going to. But I know exactly what film it well, is. Well, I, I do adore three of the four main characters in this movie. Okay. And their work over their lifetime. Okay. They're American treasures. And Tom is not one of them. <laughs> It's not yet. It's not. It's not Tom. All right. We have the the ninth annual Banff Mountain Film Festival uh, coming up here in Grand Junction. We got uh, Barb Bowman with us. Who, Barb? Uh, Good morning. Bar, ba, Barb is Barb is perfectly fine with taunting. By the way, <laughs> I think he's right. Yeah, Barb's totally it. down with, with with players taunting the NFL. Yeah, don't oh, yeah. touch each other. Don't, don't touch else. each other. Don't yeah. don't say anything you know racial or homophobic yeah. or anything like that. But it happens. 
When was the last time Barb Bowman taunted somebody? <laughs> Probably this morning. Oh. oh. <laughs> My husband right before I came. <laughs> All right. There you go. That's how it happened. Barb is out of the gate yep. flying this morning. All right. <laughs> but uh, Barb Bowman joins us. Uh, the ninth Annual Banff Mountain Film Festival, the World Tour, coming up uh, at the Avalon Theater. And uh, these are incredible films from the outdoors, mountain climbing, skiing. Just We're, we're talking about a, a, an amazing uh, amazing job that these film directors do with uh, bringing us uh, some of the most uh, beautiful place in the world into the, the comfy, friendly confines of the Avalon Theater. Thank you very much. Yes, that is true. And we are having, this is our ninth year. I can't believe it. We started out with one night, and this year we have four nights. So we're starting out February 14th, Valentine's Day, I might mention, at CMU, um, 15th and 16th at the Historic Avalon Theater, and the 17th at the Egyptian Theater. So we have four nights, eight different films every night. Can you give us a, a little taste? I think I just briefly touched in a very general sense about some of the films, but maybe uh, a couple of films people will be able to see when they come out to watch the Banff Mountain oh, Film Festival. absolutely. I'd love to. Um, basically, especially for Friday night, because we are bringing in a director for the first time. Actually, we, we have had a couple past local directors, but this director is uh, the director of a film called School of Fish. And uh, Oliver Sutro is coming from Carbondale. And the School of Fish is a story about a Native American tribe in Canada who are trying to protect their salmon in a lake. And it is really, it's a very captivating, you know, story about conservation. Wonderful. But we also have all sorts of action-packed films. I mean, unbelievable this year. Like you said, mountain biking, climbing we do have even a new sport called paramotoring which the this film is set in the desert southwest there's always one new sport and this is the new one for this year that's fantastic barb bowman with us the ninth annual banff mountain film festival starts uh, february 14th at the avalon theater downtown and then uh, at the egyptian theater as well so how can people that's in delta by the way so how do people go about getting their tickets for here at uh, in, in town for the Avalon, but also at the Egyptian as well. All you need to do is go onto our website, which is bamfgj.com, and that's bamfgj.com, and you can see all four nights. We actually have the descriptions of the films, and you can just press press a button and purchase tickets. And again, you know, twenty eight completely unique films. And give us a little background about Bamf. And, you know, obviously, Canada. Uh, that Banff, Canada. Yeah, Banff, Banff Canada. Canada. Wonderful, beautiful area if you've never been there. Um, great ski resort, beautiful lakes, et cetera, et cetera, in the Rocky Mountains. And basically, uh, they have a film festival every August. And they bring in, um, they actually view about 400 different films. They part down to 70 for their contest. And then 28 of those, actually 37 of those came out of that uh, film festival this year to go on a world tour. Oh, fantastic. Incredible cinematography. Just if you love the outdoors, uh, make sure you uh, you get your tickets now for the ninth Annual Banff Mountain Film Festival. Kicks off four days starting on Valentine's Day. Great way to, to go out and, and enjoy a nice little Valentine's evening with your special someone uh, watching some of these incredible films. Once again, Barb, how do people get tickets for it? Uh, BanffGJ.com. And remember that all of the proceeds, I mean, we, we pay for the expenses with sponsorship, but all of the proceeds go out to local non-for-profits. All right, fantastic. Barb, appreciate the time. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. All right, we will take a break. We'll come back. And uh, coming up in just a few minutes, we'll have a pole dancing, our top five teams for next year in the NFL, also our top five favorite prop bets as well uh, for the Super Bowl. That's coming up. 
Uh, we'll take a break and return with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. It's the Western Slope's home of Colorado sports. Come on! This is the Jim Davis Show. Welcome back, 834. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Uh, next hour, it's our uh, Mav Day with Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer. And you'll have a chance to win uh, a coffee or beer, one a week, from Colorado Craft Coffee or Beer uh, over by Colorado Mesa. So uh, we'll have heard trivia next hour. Uh, do we have a winner yet? Yes, we do. Okay. This is, of course, for Triple Play Records, Stadium Cinema. <laughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Tony correctly identifying 80 for Brady. Figured it was applicable with the Super Bowl right around the corner. So which one of those actresses? You see, like three of the four of them. And there's four of them, correct? Yeah. So I love Lily Tomlin. I think she's absolutely fantastic. She's just hilarious. Jane Fonda is fantastic. Sally Field is always going to be a favorite. Rita Moreno, yeah, you don't both kind of little. Yeah, well, I have nothing little, against her. Very talented lady. Very talented, but just, not that you dislike her. You exactly. just aren't real familiar no, with her work. What not, uh, West Side Story? I believe. Yeah. Going, I mean, going back to the fifties. That's like, but I mean, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Sally Field, Sally Field, Smoking the Bandit. They like the whole me. Thing. Yeah. They really like me. So, she's yeah. Peter Parker's aunt. She was Aunt May. Yeah, and the uh, Andrew, you're not telling me the news. Andrew Garfield version of, uh, of like Spider-Man. Rita Moreno. I just don't just don't know the work. I'm sorry. It's not that I. I mean, it's just not as big of a fan. Sure, I, I get that. You know, the other three, adore. Uh, let's see, Larry from Clifton. Broncos fans are being really petty and weak right now. Denver's used to be on top of the league. Right now, the team is in a losing slump. People need to grow up and learn to be better. Go 49ers. Sorry, Larry, you've been excommunicated from Colorado. <laughs> I, so I, usually I just think you can, okay, and say I'm, I'm having Kelsey Swifty fatigue. Okay, fine. But just this kind of absolute hate of it. It's like, why? I mean, it's Russell Wilson's married to Ciara. Yeah. Who get it as a much more cut rate version of Taylor Swift? No offense, Ciara, but that is mm-hmm. that is reality. But she's also focused more of her life on on family and kids, right. and, and her career is part of that. But where Taylor, her focus is on her career, and that's cool. And that's fine. And when that's, she starts having kids, her career might might change a little slow, bit, slow a little, yeah. like Ciara's. But there was a time Ciara was a huge, huge pop yeah. superstar. But also, Taylor Swift may be, at this point in time, the most famous woman on the planet. And, and I get it that she gets shown on TV, Swift does, and that that draws the ire of people like Tony Dungy, as we talked about yesterday, that they just don't like that at all. But I have numbers, and I'm saving them for four-down territory. And it's probably a number that I saw as well. Mm-hmm. That you just go, okay. It's a very little number. Oh, Okay. Oh, this so. is a different number than I saw. This yeah, was, her, was, somebody this was that, her financial impact. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, we NFL. talked about that yesterday yeah. a little bit. But the number I saw is a very, very small number that I don't think people bother Got, to take into account. Gotcha. All right. So uh, we will uh, 
We'll have Fort Anne territory next hour uh, during Mav Day. Uh, next hour, by the way, Mike DeGeorge, where uh, I don't know if you heard, it was during the game that I did with South Dakota Mines, and Cake was doing PA. He introduced Mike DeGeorge as the notorious MDG. Nice. And the officials gave Mike a little grief about oh. it. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, we, we talked to him about it's last week. It's not my week. fault. Yeah. I was no. on vacation. No, and I just coined the name is all. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk with the notorious Did, MDG. So how you said you talked with him last week about it? Yes. How uh And he was, I think, I think he was okay with it. I think it, it caught him totally by Off surprise. Guard. Yeah. Probably and the official was yes. like, oh, notorious, huh? Oh. They're giving him some grief. Yeah. But See, they Mike's need to listen to sense. the show a little more. Mike's got a great sense of humor. Not a whole lot more because we no. tend to dump on their heads every once in a while. But a little more. Not so much the local officials, but their brethren in the NBA and stuff. True. And then uh, we'll have Travis Mercado, uh, CMU women's wrestling coach, the first ever RMAC women's wrestling tournament coming up. And uh, also uh, Taylor Wagner. Uh, don't forget, we'll have Maverick basketball tonight. It's uh, it's a Tuesday night at Gunnison. Pre-game at 445 today for the women. They'll tip it at 5. Nathan, or Ethan Jordan will have that for us tonight uh, right here on the team. And then they play Thursday against Westminster all will be over at DeBrownson for those games coming up on Thursday. All right, 8.39. We will take a break. We'll come back on the other side. We will uh, dive into pole dancing today. That's up next on the Team Sports Network. We're going to be here a while. Would you like to talk? Talk to me! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. We got it together, didn't we? All right, coming to the stage, yeah. it's Amber. We've Remember, everybody, $14 Kamikaze. Let me ask you a question. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really nice? Get those dollar bills out. It's time for pole dancing. I can easily feel myself slipping more and more waves. All right, 843. And it is time for pole dancing. Today, it's our, our top five NFL teams for next season. And our uh, top five favorite prop bets could be all time, could be for the game coming up on February 11th. So here we go. And this is, uh, once again, we, I'm, it's just a feeling I have. And some of this yeah. maybe is based on its recent bias, perhaps, but our five favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. Top five top five teams, I should say, to win the Super Bowl. All right, so here we go. At uh, number five, I'm, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Got Josh Allen. We'll see what happens with Sean McDermott going forward. There's a lot of good pieces there in Buffalo. The way they finished the season, they were a Tyler Bass missed field goal away from being in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. I think they'll find more weapons for Allen We'll see if Sean McDermott survives. Maybe it's Bill Belichick in 2025. Who knows? But I think there's a lot of things there for Buffalo, mostly with Josh Allen, that I have them as my number five team. Yeah, I I don't have them as my number five team. I just, Josh Allen's inability to really make a play at times, at the crucial, crucial time against Kansas City or other playoff teams. I'll have them 
and that then makes me sound stupid by the number five team I have on the list. But I think there's something building on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. That's true. The Green Bay Packers, I, I like kind of where they're at and their trajectory under Jordan Love. I'll put them at number five. Number four, I have the Lions. They've got to get better defensively mm-hmm. back into that defense. But I just feel like they've got Dan Campbell has got something going in Detroit. I've got I've got them number four. To be honest, I forgot about Detroit. It's okay. To be perfectly honest, I forgot to put Detroit in my top five. But I think my top five is still fairly loaded because my number four team went nine and eight with their quarterback injured a large part of the year. I think Cincinnati is as good a team in the AFC when their starting quarterback is healthy. Like, you lose Patrick Mahomes for half the season or more, Kansas City's probably not much better than 9-8 and eight either. I have Cincinnati, my number four team. I've got the Bengals, my number three team. Oh, see, look at that. So I don't feel nearly as dumb. No, they shouldn't. I For forgetting Detroit. Mm, that's okay. So I have... San Francisco is my number two team. I have San Francisco number three. I'm not sold on Brock Purdy still. I don't know why. I just, there's a feeling in my gut that the it's going to come apart at some point. I have Baltimore number two. The Josh Allen inability to make plays. He turns the ball over way too much. Lamar Jackson doesn't make the play in the big moment, but it's not a turnover, I don't feel which is a huge killer for Josh Allen. So I have Baltimore number two. And I kind of think we both have the same team number one. I, no, I don't have Baltimore in my top five. No, what? Not. There's a lot of there's a lot of things about them yeah. that are really good. I just don't. Uh, do I have more faith in Josh Allen, I guess, than Lamar Jackson? Even though Lamar Jackson is going to mm-hmm. be the MVP for the, the second time? I guess I do. And I have... I. And on the other side, I have more faith in their head coach of Lamar Jackson than I do of Josh Allen. Yeah. You know? So I I guess for me, it's just I... Therein lies the fun. They've got to get more weapons around him, and he's got to make plays when the game is on the line, which he hasn't done. He's been to one one AFC championship game, and that's it. Yeah. And it, it, he did not... It wasn't... He didn't... They didn't lose because of him, but they also didn't win because of something he did fair. So, sorry, Petey. Sorry, my friend Kaleo. I do not have Baltimore my top five. Number one, Kansas City. I get Kansas City number one. Yeah. They get him some some additional weapons on the outside. That defense, keep that defense together. Like, they were the youngest team in the NFL last year, and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, they are on part two of their run. All right, so we move on to prop bets. Yes. And I have to be, okay, I, I found my fifth one. I had not found a fifth one yet. Gotcha. So my number five prop bet, and this is one, This is one. some of these are very Super Bowl 58 specific. Yeah. And they're very Taylor Swift specific, but uh-huh. this is one that, that works pretty much any time now. The color of the Gatorade bath. What color will the Gatorade bath be for the winning coach? I have that one in my top five. My fifth one, though. I love, for whatever reason, I just love the coin flip. 
just love betting heads or tails on the coin flip. I don't know why. My number four one, like I said, a lot of these are very Taylor Swift oriented. Mm-hmm. How many commercials will Swift be in during the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's a good one. I like the random player props. Not a player specific. But I haven't gone with any player. This is all just nonsense. Yeah, like, little crap on this. Will an interception be returned for a touch? Will a punt be returned? Will there be a safety? Stuff right. like that. I love those random yes or no questions. Yes or no prop bets, not questions. So my number three one, Reba McIntyre's going to do the anthem. The over-under the on over the under. anthem. Always that's great. my number three. It's always great on the anthem. That's, yep. my, num- that's my number three. Number two. Will the most valuable player of the game mention Taylor Swift? Really? I would put money on that if I'm Patrick Mahomes. I'd be like, yes, he will. What's your number two? My number two is Usher over under eight and a half songs. Different songs performed. Not Ooh. in their entirety. But just but just performed at match all. up. This is my Super Bowl 58 specific. So that one was my number two. And my number one, will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift? Ooh, that's a good one. If they win the game. My number one is the Gatorade color. I just love that it. It is fun. And you got to wait all the way until the end. It's fantastic. All the others are decided. That's the really one of the last ones. Except for the MVP and the proposal. All right. So don't forget, we'll have a yeah. Super Bowl 58, Kansas City taking on San Francisco, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, February 11th. Our coverage will start at noon, by the way. And I believe tomorrow we will start our Buffalo Wild Wings big game giveaway for a table for you and your friends. Some brewskis and wings over Buffalo Wild Wings for the big game on February 11th. All right. So uh, 851, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy, text your calls on the team line today, 970-242-1340. Nobody's got any prop bet favorites. No predictions for the top five teams next year. Pile. I get it. It's Tuesday, but come on, man. Maybe we're talking too much Taylor Swift and they all went for Maybe so. Maybe so. I Just shake it off, Pile. <laughs> yeah, just shake it off. There's one football game left, and then it's just a cruel summer. I'll be honest. Those, that's, those the, are the two you know. That's pretty much the two that I know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty much left over here, dangling on yep. any more Taylor Swift. Who's halftime next year? Is it Tim McGraw? Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, that's dual because that's Taylor Swift. Yeah. Okay. Tim McGraw would be a fine halftime performer. Yeah, you would. Tim and Faith. It would be interesting, though, because last time I saw Tim McGraw in concert, he spent more time facing the drum riser. And the camera for the big screen spent more time checking out the seams on his pockets. Ladies loved it. I was like, all right. I mean, good-looking cat, but turn around, bro. (laughs) Come on, man. There's a face that goes with that backside, I'm sure. I mean, I know it's stuck under that cowboy hat, but at least throws the back of the hat, too, a little. At least you know. let us see him singing a song here. I mean, yeah, that's part like, of seeing him in person. Otherwise, This could I, be a tape, for all we know. It might not even be Tim McGraw. Yeah. He might have a butt double out there. Who knows? We don't know. So, great show, though. I mean, he's a fantastic performer. Great songs.
So where'd you see Tim McGraw? Uh, the old uh, country concert in the field out here. Oh, country okay, jam. country jam. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, but maybe maybe it'll be yeah. Tim McGraw next year. The old three days of drunken heat stroke. <laughs> that a lot of people really enjoy going yeah. to. By the way, and there's some good there's some good artists out there. You I'm like, not even a country fan. I've seen some. Do you like uh, Jelly Roll? No. Interesting cat. Interesting story about him. Spending he likes hard in, rock and wrestling, and I still don't like it. Spent time in jail and goes to, uh, has to jails and talks to inmates. And yeah, I, I know you don't. That's not just why you don't like him. But I just can't. I can't get behind it. I'm I'm indifferent. I'm you know full, full disclosure. I've said it before. Not a huge country music fan. Like mm-hmm. like some acts like Garth Brooks and people like that and Chris yeah. Ledoux back in the day and George Strait, but. Not a diehard country guy. Mm-hmm. Rock's always been my my passion, my my favorite genre yeah. of music to to dive into. But we were I, talking stranded island music, my wife and I, when we were on vacation. She's like, you know, Dolly and Reba, a couple others, and I'm like, yeah, hey, that works. Oh, well, Dolly, that. of course, Dolly is a Dolly's awesome. It's a national treasure. Yeah, I'm like, I just need the big four. I mean, Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax. I don't need anything else. I, I will say I have wa- I've listened to her rock album. Yeah, some are good. Some of them are. Eh. Some of it that might, is, have, that might have been well, one you should have passed right. on. On the whole, it's good. I, I I love the idea. On the on the whole, it's great. Yeah, it's it's cool that she decided after she went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to do that. Most of them are really good. Some of them you're just going. Eh. First maybe time that, maybe through, that's I was one like, that, these are all really good. Yeah. Second time through is like, mm. I got to admit, okay. some of them wasn't even first time through. It was like, yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. That's one she could have probably passed on. All right, uh, coming up next hour, we'll have uh, Mav Day brought to you by Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer. Get you ready for the Mavericks going to uh, Gunnison tonight to take on Western Colorado University. We'll have that for you with Mike DeGeorge and Taylor Wagner and talk Maverick women's wrestling with Travis Mercado, plus a chance to win a coffee or drink a week for a month from Cutter Craft Coffee and Beer with Herd Trivia. That's next hour on the Team Sports Network.